Welcome to the Good Fail podcast, a guide from creatives on not giving up. I'm Marl, illustrator and founder of card and stationery company Marl Made Tales. And I'm Abra, writer, actor and hand letterer. We're bringing you a different perspective on what it looks like to succeed in the creative business and life in general as we navigate our own lives as creators and the struggle to keep going in the face of apparent failure. Every episode, we'll be delving deeper into our darkest fears surrounding failure and learning that we can not only survive failure, but succeed at it as well. So come join us doing the good fail. Hello! Today we're asking if making plans for the future is simply a way of ticking our life goals off a list. Or can it bring us a greater sense of meaning? But first, how have you been failing this week? I had a mini mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mini mini is one word <laughs> describing it. Uh, thanks very much. <laughs> um, I it was yeah. Well, it was a bit of a meltdown over my life. In general. Yeah. We've been doing this kind of like abundance course, challenge, meditation challenge. In fact, I think we mentioned it last week. Yeah, it was probably our success for last week. We were probably doing really well last week. (laughs) There seems to be a pattern (laughs) emerging. (laughs) If you hadn't noticed, we're usually doing well with something one week and then absolutely atrociously with it the next week. I guess it is just a sign of the good fail way. It is. It's the way things work, for us at least. Um, so today, or this week, I've just been doing really, really badly at it. <laughs> or one thing led to the meltdown in particular, I guess, mm. um, in that um, it asked us to look for and be ready to receive signs from the universe about um what your truest purpose was in life and or um, open to signs that would kind of support your, your exactly purpose. Yeah. yeah and i didn't get any <laughs> <laughs> i think what made it worse was that you're at work and i phoned you up really excited because i was like Oh my god, I have just received a direct message from the universe. Uh, and it was like, I just popped out for two minutes. I was really worried that I was going to be in the house all day and not get anything. So I went outside and within the two minutes that I was outside, I got a message. And I, and I was like, I'm at work for ten and a half hours. Come on. Something must come to me. Um... And I received nothing. I got no signs. And um, I think, understandably, in a way, I took that very badly. (laughs) Um, I think this is definitely one of the downsides of having a twin. um, Is Mm. that that there is that sense of seeing how it's happening for there's a comparison yeah there's constant comparison um between how it's happening for you and how it's happening for them um and this was definitely one of those days where i was going gosh you know what mal has 
Mal has got a really clear sign here and she knows where she's going with life um, and she knows what she needs to do and I'm sitting here completely bewildered about which way my life should be going and I think in the end what kind of one of the reasons that I had such um, such a breakdown or such a, just a meltdown about it was to do with the fact that um, I really wanted the message to be a very specific thing. Like, mm -hmm. I woke up, and when I found out that that's what the task was, I was really excited, because I was like, this is the moment... Um, life is going to make sense after Suddenly, today. life is yeah. going to make sense, and I'm going to get a message um, from the universe that is going to be so stonkingly clear that I should pursue my creative endeavours basically is what I wanted the universe to tell me yeah um that um I can go forth supremely confident in my mm -hmm. choices mm -hmm. and um whether or not the universe tried to deliver me a different sign that I just didn't pick up on because <laughs> I was <laughs> so keen <laughs> for the one particular sign that I didn't get <laughs> the universe is just standing there going, no, no, we did. No, there was a sign. So, no, uh, there were quite a few signs. Uh, we'll never know. Um, and the the other thing that I will say as well about that is that the other side of the coin could be that it just didn't show up for me. And mm -hmm. I think this is one of the um, the great lessons which I learnt from Elizabeth Gilbert Elizabeth Gilbert's book Big Magic mm. um also with her some of the TED talks I've seen her do she's always talking about um you just show up like you show up and do your work and do what yeah. you need to do and you know sometimes sometimes the universe doesn't show up for you and you but you come up you turn up regardless and yeah. I think that that is kind of a takeaway for me that I can as a way of looking at my huge failure <laughs> is that I um at least I showed up at work open in however way I could be to the yeah. signs and maybe maybe the universe didn't show up I mean because maybe it was showing me signs and it was me that wasn't seeing them but it could equally have been that it just didn't show up for me to that day and it doesn't mean that the universe isn't there for me or that I'm not there for the universe <laughs> it just means that today things just didn't yeah didn't I think marry up. this is kind of this is why I was I was quite excited when you said you were gonna <clears throat> um talk about this on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> just to set the scene for you we sat down just before we were about to record this to go, okay, um, let's just quickly decide what we're going to bring up as our failures and successes. And Abra, Abra was like, okay, so what are we failing at this week? I oh, was, oh, I don't know. I was sitting there silent, kind of going, I don't know. Mm, what what have I been failing at silently going, well, I know what Abra should be talking about. I know what Abra failed at big time. <laughs> well, I'm sitting there going, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't think I've failed at anything this week. Um, no, but... Um, the reason I wanted you to talk about this was because I think it's um, it's such a good illustration about everything we've been talking about on the good fail mm. um, in terms of 
one, almost setting yourself up for failure mm. because um, you have such such a clear idea of of what you are going to view as my sign, as your sign. Like, the that you just wanted to see one thing and that would define success for you for mm. that day. And if it didn't happen, there was no leeway. Like, mm. that was... That was a fail. Um, so I think that's um, a really good illustration of what we've been talking mm-hmm. about. But the other thing I think is what you were just saying is that sometimes you do show up and maybe you haven't got, like you had, a really clear mm, idea yeah. of what you're looking for. Um, but you show up anyway And that's um, a conclusion I came to this week about something else, was that sometimes you just have to do your best. And sometimes it's going to work out for you, and sometimes it isn't. But all you can do is the best that you can. And that's that's creating the opportunities that you need. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I fully formulated this thought before I started speaking. <laughs> um, so I don't know if I'm, I'm going to come to a conclusion about this. But, yeah. Sometimes you do just show up. And, and that's enough. That's enough. And you can't, you can't blame yourself and you can't blame something else. Yeah, you can't blame anyone else. It's just how it is. Yeah. So, yeah. That illustrated the point nicely. (laughs) Well done. Thank you. Um, In terms of your failure and success, I think yours also kind of ties in quite nicely with a good fail. It does. Um, A similar thing to you, you had a breakdown on Thursday, I think it was. Mm. I had a breakdown on Friday. (laughs) Um, It wasn't quite um, as dramatic as yours, but I was... um, um, it, this always happens to me when I'm in the house on my own, which I was on Friday morning. Um, and I was, well, when you work for yourself, running your own business, um, one, one of the struggles that you can face is, um, you know, finding the motivation every morning or just knowing what you're doing every morning. Yeah. I can totally understand um, that. can yeah. sometimes be hard. Yeah. And on this particular morning... I did what I do quite often, um, which is where there are several things that I could be getting on with and I become so frozen with indecision about what's the best thing to do mm-hmm. that I end up not doing anything because I might start doing something, but then I'm not really focusing on that thing because I'm thinking about all the other things I yeah, could be doing. Do. Yeah, and maybe I should be doing that and then overthinking what I am doing maybe I'm not doing this in the best way you know etc etc it goes down into Mm -hmm. a big spinning spiral of and it ends up with me like I say kind of just so frozen with indecision that I end up not doing anything and I was very quickly getting into that state on Friday morning um but then this is where it then turns into my success of the week because I realised that this was the state I was getting myself into and um, anyway, I ended up 
journaling about how I was feeling. Just I got a notebook um, and I'd been sent a worksheet um, a few weeks ago <clears throat> with questions on like, how are you feeling today? Um, what are you feeling excited about? What are you feeling scared about? Some other questions. So I think those were the first three. And I just started writing about how I was feeling. Um, and it actually really calmed me down. And I was able to see see things with much more clarity. Great. So then after I'd finished writing down, although essentially my feelings hadn't really changed, like I still really wasn't sure what thing was best for me to do. Yeah. Um, I was in a calmer state, so I was then able to make a clear decision about the way I was going to go, the thing mm. that I was going to do that mm -hmm. morning, um, rather than being kind of all over the place. Um, so maybe I didn't choose the best thing to do that morning, or maybe I did, um, but I was able to go, okay, no, that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to stick to it. And then by the time you got home in the afternoon, you probably wouldn't have been able to tell that I'd had this mini breakdown. No, it was all just like, oh, how was your day? Yeah. <laughs> um, you totally moved past it, which is... Yeah, and it was all... a major success. I really haven't ever given this journaling idea much much thought, really. Mm. Um, I, don't, I don't think I've ever really journaled in my life, apart from a brief travel diary that mm. I kept when we went travelling when we were 18 or something. Um, I kind of kept almost a daily diary of that. But apart from that, I've never really done that kind yeah. of thing. Um, but actually, it was only because it had been sent to me as a kind of a worksheet that um, I thought, oh, maybe I'll give that a go. And it was really Well, what really great useful. questions as well, because... Um, it's not only our, it was not only asking you to n kind of name what you're most <clears throat> afraid of, but also to counteract that with, with something that you're excited about. And yeah, although at the time I was like, I'm not excited about anything. Yeah, <laughs> everything feels really scary right now. <laughs> but actually forcing yourself to um, find some positive. I had to articulate that, which mm. was, um, I think, where when it just stays in your head, it can get a bit overwhelming. But when you then have to articulate how you're feeling, it makes it a lot more manageable, I guess. Yeah, purges it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was a really interesting exercise, and I would recommend it again. Like I would use that as a if someone came to me and said, "Well, I'm just feeling so awful. I don't know what to do." I yeah. would actually now you recommend that That's as like a panic tool. Yeah, anti-panic. Yeah. Tool. An anti <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Whereas um, I have tried meditation before and that also works. Mm. Um, I think we've even recommended it at some point on another um, podcast episode. Um, meditation is a good tool, which it totally is. But like I say, this was a little bit of a surprise for me. So Sure, nice one. Yeah, um, let's move on to you. My success, which I'll just talk about briefly because... Um, I think we've talked quite extensively about our other... Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, you've just been dragging us out. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so my success is um, 
spending lots and lots of money on flights <laughs> yeah and train tickets yeah. we said we would keep you up to date with our trip to the us mm-hmm. and i'm sure you were on tenterhooks the last few weeks and we didn't mention it and mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. come on when are you going to say something else um and so we finally booked our outbound flights mm-hmm. and also um rather excitingly our train tickets across the us Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a big deal for us. I think if you're not used to spending a lot of money all in one go, uh, <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> um, it's it's a big deal when you do. And after the absolute agony and terror of of doing so, you had the cold sweat. Yes, yeah. you do end up feeling a little bit exhilarated, definitely, um, <laughs> and kind of proud of proud of myself for actually um putting a large amount of money towards myself yes and something that's from really purely for my own enjoyment rather than yeah exactly then something that's you know not i'm not investing in my business or yeah and something that's gonna reap me future rewards the train tickets were um as it turned out, relatively expensive compared to an internal flight we could have got mm-hmm. um, because we're starting off in Connecticut and we are going across the country to California. Um, and we could, yeah, we could have got an internal flight and it would have been relatively cheap. Mm-hmm. And kind of my, all my instincts were telling me, yeah, <laughs> go for the cheap option. Go for the cheap go for the cheap option. Um, and we didn't. And um, I feel quite pleased with myself. We chose experience over, yeah. over saving money. Which, um, yeah, like I say, when you're not used to having a lot of money or spending a lot of money, um, is it's very it's very hard to choose that option actually yeah. to choose experience and enjoyment over um the need to save yeah. pounds yes where you can yeah scrimp and save great well i'm really excited about your success like. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> um so let's move on to our main topic let's um and Sorry, I got completely distracted. I don't know if you can hear our cat's bell in the background. I did listen to one of our previous episodes or played it back, um, a previous published episode, and I did hear very distinctive cat chimes (laughs) going on at one point. Mm. And so now I've become super aware of it. Um, So uh, sorry if that was distracting. Uh, It was certainly distracting. (laughs) Um, so, um, we're talking about planning this week. Yes. And so, uh, I would like to open the discussion by asking, how do we make plans for the future? Yeah, basically, what is our view on making plans? Yeah, I think we've got a very um, set in stone not very good way of looking at making plans. I think so. <laughs> and I um, think maybe you should explain this to our listeners. <laughs> uh, well, how we view planning is basically um, as a kind of... start that the, the way we look at it is some people have their five-year, even ten-year plans mapped out to the nth degree and they set forth to slay those plans down to the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are 
on the other hand, some people who just wake up every morning with absolutely zero plans and, you know, they're just really happy to see where life takes them. Mm-hmm. And then there are the people, and when I say people, maybe it's just me. <laughs> and me. <laughs> uh, maybe there is a, a large proportion of people in the middle, I don't know, um, who are basically just panicking because we don't have a plan we're generally absolutely terrible at planning Mm -hmm. but we also know that we need to make a plan if we want to ever achieve anything in life ever ever um but when we sit down and write ourselves a set of goals and make notes and we're doing what we think we should be doing and setting out our fantastic dreams on paper and then we go out into the world and set about putting our plans into action we then discover that actually our plans are not turning out how we wanted them to um and they just kind of start going completely awry until basically we end up at square one again with no plans at all because they've all gone to pot But with this extra knowledge now that planning for the future just doesn't work and we might as well give up on the whole thing right until the moment where we start to panic that we don't have any plans again. Wow. Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) How do we break through that? Yeah. (laughs) How? (laughs) Yeah. It's like... Not just a curious, yeah. slightly curious question. It's like in desperation. desperation. Yeah. That, um, definitely, what I've described is a really vicious cycle that uh, Merle and I go through. Yeah, um, and it's definitely based a kind of plan to fail, fail to plan scenario. Yes, where we're afraid to plan because we expect to fail the plan. Yes. Basically, it's based on fear. It is. Big time. And and a fear of failure. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like you say, kind of fearing the plan failing and, and expecting it to fail. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is kind of born out of experience. We've had experience in the past of um, exactly that, wanting to set up plans for the future and and writing them down and thinking we're doing a really good job and then seeing things crop up, situations that we couldn't have planned for, that uh, send our plans off course or just little changes to things, like little things that just gradually wear down the plan. Yeah, Um, so sometimes it's like what we were talking about earlier, um when it's because we have a very definite idea about mm, our plan. Yeah. And then it doesn't work out like how we planned. Mm-hmm. And so we see it as the plan having failed. And then sometimes it is, again, like you say, just little things chipping away here and there. Yeah. And sometimes it's just unforeseen situations that we could have, couldn't have planned for at no, all. No, exactly. Um, that just send things off course. And yeah. yeah, either way, it feels like the plan has failed. <laughs> yes. And consequently, we do not wish to make any more plans. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but instead of not planning altogether, 
maybe we should change the way we plan. Right, yeah, like, I don't know, make a to-do list or something? Yeah, like, to-do list. (laughs) (laughs) We are definitely advocates of great to-do lists, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, including those hand-drawn tick boxes. Oh, yeah, we're serious about doing... Oh, I am very serious about great to-do lists. Mm -hmm. With the hand-drawn tick boxes. I think, um, like, writing a to-do list on computers isn't the same thing. Um, unless you're going to print it out. Yes. As writing one by hand and drawing in a little tick box. Yeah, exactly. You and then, need to be able to tick the things off. And then also the other thing, which I think is a fairly well-known thing to do now, but I always do it and get so much satisfaction from it every <laughs> single time, which is um, to write something down the list which you know you've actually already done. Yeah. And then right away you're like, tick, tick, tick. <laughs> my god I'm so great um but actually I I mean I do think that is a really legitimate tool because it does give you this increased sense of motivation and satisfaction definitely um I think the other thing that a good tick list can do um is break down um a scary project into manageable steps um and is a good way to make goals seem less overwhelming yeah for sure I mean uh, we all know those really amazing, far-out, uh, aspirational goals. And knowing the steps to get to them is so hard. Yeah. Um, so sometimes um, what can be really, really, really helpful, unbelievably helpful, it has been for me, is breaking, is kind of not looking at the end goal, but just looking at the individual steps to get me there. Yeah. And so to-do lists. Um, and those tick box exercises can Mm -hmm. really help make those into manageable things plus a good to-do list can be shaped your strengths as well um Mm -hmm. like kind of do you prefer working to a daily weekly or monthly timetable yeah those can all you know you you can decide which one you prefer doing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or i mean you can even do all of them yeah exactly if you're really on it yeah (laughs) I say it's almost like this mythical goal. You can sometimes even do all of them. So um, I have. Tried. <laughs> um, I mean, like totally. If that's your strength, then go for it. Yeah. Um, sometimes <clears throat> I'm just like not that organized. Um, and uh, also, like, do you find it easier to um, achieve goals that are broken down into small targets or blocks of time. I mean, that's an interesting one. Yeah. I just, I have an example where, um, I wanted to finish writing my novel, which, um, for your information, I haven't finished it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'd mention that. And, um, I also have told this story before, but it just so perfectly, um, encapsulated what I've just said that I am going to just briefly mention it again. <clears throat> um, where, where, Finishing a novel sounds like such a massive, unachievable goal. Like, how do you even get there? Yeah. Um, so my process was to break it down into a smaller step. And I decided to give myself the small target of reaching 500 words a week. Mm-hmm. And that was opposed to um, setting myself to write for 30 minutes a day. Right. So that would be a, like a... A block of time like that would be a different way of doing yeah, it yeah you're not setting yourself a word count you're just saying write for 30 minutes a day 
Yeah, and just see how much you can get done. Yeah, and for some people that would work because they can just sit down for 30 minutes and just blast out a whole load of writing. Yeah. For me, that doesn't, for me, that doesn't work as well because I know that in 30 minutes, maybe I could be in a situation where I write like 30 words. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really just like not because I tend to spend so much time um, thinking about the right word to use and how yeah. I want to, you know, frame the image. And yeah, um, I just can't, I can only write methodically and consistently rather than just like bashing out how many words in 30 minutes yes so for me not giving myself a time constraint but just making sure that I get 500 words a week written mm-hmm. um was a much better way for me to build up the word count yes um yeah great example I have my own example oh go for it um but it's um it's about not when writing it when you don't have one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, this is this is still advocating a to do list because but it's an example of what happens <laughs> when you don't when you don't um, because I I completely know the benefits of doing a to do list but I very rarely make one for myself and what ends up happening in a lot of cases is a bit like I guess what happened to me on Friday. Mm. Which is where I, yeah, I just get paralysed with indecision. And the other thing that happens, which I've noticed, is that I end up thinking, I've got a lot of things to do. Yeah. But I think probably a lot of the time it's because I remember I need to do something and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. And then I forget I need to do that thing. And then I remember that I need to do that thing. Which makes me feel like I've got two things to do. To remember. Yeah, like I've... I. It makes me feel like, oh my God, I've got so many things to do. I've got at least two or three things. And actually it's just because I've remembered, <laughs> forgotten, remembered, forgotten, remembered, forgotten the same yeah. thing. So it get gives you this sense of there's all these things kind of swirling around in the air that you're desperately trying to remember all of them mm. that you need to do. And so in most instances when I've got into that state, it's actually someone else probably you who suggested the the main advocate for the list <laughs> yeah <laughs> the to-do list in the household of me <laughs> Avra is such a good to-do list writer <laughs> that even when I think about doing a to-do list I'm always like I should probably get Avra to write me a to-do list <laughs> rather than going I'm gonna write myself a to-do list um but anyway my point is is that that's what can happen when you don't mm. write a to-do list. Um, actually, writing one down can make you realise you don't have as much yeah, to do as like, you... Stop panicking. Yeah, you yeah. don't need to panic about it. You don't have as much as you needed to do. And if you do have as much, do need to do as much as you thought you did, Yeah. Um, then writing it down makes it nice and clear and it stops it being in your head, which frees up room to think about yeah. the things individually and yes, make a plan. Okay, so if you do not believe in to-do lists by now, then I don't know what you believe in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're one of those people from the beginning who who just have zero plans and are fine with it. Yeah. Um, But uh, I think that we've made a pretty strong case for 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 writing to-do lists. Yeah. Um, As a good way of breaking down scary, unmanageable goals. Mm Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, giving them a bit of form, shape, plan. But here's the big, the but. big old but. <clears throat> I think that sometimes you can do everything right and tick off every to-do list you have ever made. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can still end up not where you planned. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. From experience, like like we already said, you can feel like you're totally on track. And mm-hmm. it's like, tick, done, tick, done, tick, yeah. done. And you get to the end and you look up and you're like, okay, I'm going to see my yeah. plan miraculously oh, here. falling into yeah. place around me. And I'm like... Uh, where is it? Where am I? What am I doing here? What's no. life about? Um, and and you can understand when you get to that point why you would then swear off ever writing or planning anything. Ever oh again. yeah, which we've done. Yeah, because who wants to try and strive so hard for something and then not make it? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's devastating. Yeah. So while we advocate to-do lists, we also don't advocate to-do lists. <laughs> there are circumstances where... We well, don't. I think just sometimes uh, you can do all the to-do lists and it doesn't help you. Yeah. So I do advocate to-do lists, but just, you know, you just, sometimes you just have to realise that the to-do list hasn't helped you. It has its limits. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So what do you do instead? Right. Um, I wish I knew. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to attempt to answer the question. We are going to attempt to answer this question, but obviously it's not something we've actually ever put into practice before Mm -hmm. because uh, we are living this failing to plan sitch right here. Um, But um, I did come across... Uh, a great tool which um, I read about in the book which we were talking about just in not the last episode but um, anyway in the it was the power of positivity I think we yes. discussed it we brought up the book in fact we recommended it for that week <clears throat> feel the fear and do it anyway by Susan Jeffers mm-hmm. um, and she has a lot of great chapters and tools in that book about different things Mm -hmm. so um this has this tool has come from there and yeah another great reason to read this book Mm -hmm. so she's talking about when we are standing at the point of having to make a decision in our lives yeah and kind of being paralyzed with the fear of making the wrong choice right which is what we are talking about this kind of fear exactly and so i know it's not like exactly to do with planning but um it is to do with making choices which you you also have to do when you're making plans yes and bear with me because it, it does come around to making <laughs> sense um so um she says that a lot of us in this situation where we're absolutely terrified of making the wrong decision choice which yeah i totally identify with uh, uh, did you just listen to us <laughs> yeah. talking for the exactly. entire episode um 
Well, that's when we're operating from a lose-lose system. When... Okay. Um, whichever choice we make merely leads to further anxiety over our decision and regret at not having made the other choice, mm-hmm. regardless of the outcome. So you could still have a good outcome, but... Yeah. Like, I'm looking back at the other choice that I didn't make and thinking, maybe that one would have been even better. Like, yeah. Like, oh, God... You know, you just can never let go of that fantasy of how good the other one could have been. Yeah. I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. I read that and was like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> um, so her her alternative to that, because yeah. obviously she's saying that that isn't great. No. It's not a great way to live your life. I can testify to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so she wants people to start thinking in a... Um, in her her win-win model okay which is where we come to understand that whichever choice we make it doesn't matter it's simply going to lead us to having exciting experiences and new opportunities coming up (laughs) i don't know sorry to interrupt but i don't you may have heard that thump in the background that was one of our cats coming in little mab is is desperate for her dinner time (laughs) making a nuisance of herself uh we thought we we'd rather just admit that that's what it was rather than try and edit it out and make me have to re-say what i said (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um but anyway um carrying on carrying on and trying to ignore map (laughs) trying to ignore map and instead acknowledge the win-win model is a good model (laughs) (laughs) yes thank you it is a good model it is a good model and Although it's referring to decision-making, I think we can kind of extrapolate the concept and um, use it to rethink how we make plans for the future. Mm-hmm. As, as well as obviously using it to stop ourselves feeling like we're making horrendous decisions all the time. Yes. Um, I think it relates to making plans. Yeah, you're right, because... Um, basically what we've been saying is that what stops us making plans is this fear of Mm. not doing the right thing, not planning the right thing, maybe the plan doesn't work. And actually the way we need to view it is that it's a win-win situation, whatever happens. If it doesn't work out how the plan, how you planned, then it's still going to lead on to further opportunities. Yeah. Um, And also... Um, you know, if you feel like you've made the wrong decision in your plan, you have your a wrong decision in your plan. You haven't because you know if it does work out, have a plan. Exactly. Went. In the win-win model that Susan Jeffers is <clears throat> explaining, there you simply un- you, you, there can be no wrong decision. Yes. Um, because everything just leads to something new. Yes, exactly. So then our fears of not living up to our plans. Are completely eradicated. Yes. Which is what we want. Perfect. <laughs> um, what can we conclude from all this that we've been talking about? Okay. That having plans doesn't really work for us. That not having plans. Is that what I said? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not having plans. Um, Having plans can work. <laughs> <laughs> can we just clarify? Let's spell that again. Um, I think that having no plans 
doesn't really work for us. No. And that we've kind of made ourselves look like on the outside that we're one of those go-with-the-flow types. I think we've managed to convince ourselves and probably other people that we just totally uh, just make life whatever comes our way is fine. Yeah. And just make life what it is. Exactly. Um, When actually um, we're... It's well. It's just our way of hiding that we're too afraid to make plans that might fail. Yeah, because actually we're quite ambitious. Mm-hmm. We have plans. We want them to work out, um, and we want to go places, and we don't want to just sit on our laurels and see yeah. where life takes us. Yeah, we're not one of those. We're people. not. We're not complete. Complete fallacy. <laughs> um, and that's just the illusion that we've put up rather than admitting that we would rather not plan than plan and fail yeah um so making plans making no plans doesn't work yes um but making plans needn't send us into these palpitations of dread that they have done in the past and they continue to do yeah um um instead of Instead of feeling that our plans are somehow the map to the Holy Grail and that the only outcome is either to hold the sacred relic in our hands or Mm -hmm. just abject failure. Right. I think that is the way we have been viewing it. (laughs) I definitely think so. Um, But um, instead of that, yes. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, um, I was just like, yes, yes good point, good, good point. point. <laughs> well made, well made. <laughs> um, I'm like, okay, I'm not finished. But <laughs> you, yeah, yeah, that was a very good point. Uh, <laughs> um, instead of that, instead of that method, yes. we could be, we could view, um, view our plans as a means of facilitating a series of experiences and opportunities. Um, that are going to enrich our life, whatever happens. Yes. I think that was very beautifully put. Well done. Right. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like that. So let's leave it there. It's a lovely conclusion. Okay. Um, what are our recommendations for this week? Well, in line with our planning theme, yes, we have come across beautiful diaries in the past which we have used to make plans mm-hmm. and those wonderful to-do lists that we're talking about um we want to recommend a series of diaries that you can check out um the first one is flow diary and flow is a magazine in itself which is very good but they always bring out a diary every year and it's a beautiful diary. They always have artists kind of creating the pages. Yeah. Um, I think if you're going to have a diary, you know, make it a beautiful diary. I think so. And we're really adv- advocating this um, um, at kind of an an- analogue diary rather than having something on the computer. Yeah, definitely. Which, you and know, maybe that works for some people. We're advocating the... You know, as we said at the beginning, we like to write down our to-do list by Mm. hand and have something to physically be able to tick off. Uh, Maybe you're not that type of person, and that's fine. Um, And 
also we're not talking about like calendars like wall calendars yeah these are specific or you know desk calendars or whatever these are planners <clears throat> which have the weeks written out and they these ones also generally give you quite generous space to write in yeah. the daily things which is one of the reasons we're recommending them um so flow diary usually has quite big spaces to write for each day um they also have spaces for notes um it varies from year to year, but sometimes they do have, like, places to write to-do lists or um, um, things like that. They yeah, have, like, or fun prompts. Yeah, yeah. prompts to, to make you uh, think about things in a different way. Um, they'll have, like, little stickers and um, post-it notes and stuff like that in the yeah. back. Yeah. Um, so Flow Diary, go check them out. Um, we will link them in our show notes as usual. Yeah. Um, our second recommendation on the same theme is the Frankie Diary. Again, Frankie is another um, small indie mindful, mind, kind of mindful magazine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. In the same vein mm. as Flow, mm. um, uh, but they also do a diary. Theirs is in Australia, so yeah. just bear that in mind in terms of shipping costs and also if you're not in Australia. If you're not in Australia, shipping costs and how long it's going to take to get to you. Yeah. Um, but then it that one is exactly in the same vein as as the flow diary. Flow diary. Yeah, it's kind of with local artists and um, great uh, spaces to write notes and yeah and things like that. If you want to be, um, yeah, take a bit more time over your to do list and not just write them on scraps of paper like yeah. I have done in the past yeah, and then lose them. Lost them. Um, so, uh, another great planner, which I came across this year and almost got, but I didn't in the end. Um, but it's a bit more, there's a bit more to do in this diary, um, is the ink bucket year planner. Um, and that one has a whole list of like questions that you can answer along with the regular diary format yeah so they're asking you to to like create vision boards and yeah it's a bit more self-reflective it is yeah so there's um a, a lot of uh questions to prompt you to to think about your life and your plans and I think that's a really um I think that that's a really good recommendation if you already feel quite confident about writing to-do lists and you want to do something a bit more in-depth maybe sure um and yes our final one is um the papaya art planner um this one again is coming from the u.s um so again if you're in any other part of the world uh, we obviously we live in the uk and we have had trouble getting this in the uk yeah some years I, so, in fact, I don't think I've ever successfully got anything from the US delivered from papaya. Right. Yeah, so you have to try and track it down from a UK supplier, yes. basically. Or wherever you are. Yeah, or wherever you are, <laughs> yeah. if you're not in the UK. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, we still recommend it because they're so beautiful. They're so beautiful. That This is the recommendation <clears throat> if you're like, yeah, Abra, I want something that's really beautiful. I don't yes. just want a regular boring planner. Yes. Which the, others, which the others aren't <laughs> the, the, indeed. The, uh, the, yeah. other, the others are beautiful. But this one is just a real art lover's um, yeah. journal because it's um, got very beautiful illustrations 
throughout. Yes. Yeah, it's really lovely. And um, it normally has little pockets where you can keep loose bits of paper and things like that, yeah. which is quite useful. Um, it's a bit bulkier than the other ones, um, mm. but it's still just so lovely. It makes up for the space it takes up in your handbag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so those are our recommendations. Yeah, like we said, we'll link to all of them, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, we def we definitely will. Yeah, no, I was just thinking about the papaya one. If we yeah. track it down, um, anyway, um, yeah. So check check that out in our show notes if you wanna wanna check any of them out and give it a go. Maybe if not for this year, then for next year. Yeah. Um, and so, what's coming up in our next episode? I took a long time to answer that one. It's a really easy one. <laughs> it's expectations. Nice. I think this leads on really perfectly from our episode this week. We did almost think about combining the two subjects and making it into a two-parter, um, but instead we're just going to probably touch on some of the things we spoke about this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, You're going to see some crossover. Yeah. Um, but we do think they're two kind of distinct categories yeah yeah so if you feel like you've got a lot of great expectations mm-hmm. oh yeah you'll want to tune in next week to find out what we're discussing and why absolutely lovelies it's been a pleasure as always yes sorry for foo for, <laughs> sorry so, sorry for the cat interruptions yes and they're very sorry too. I'm sure they are, but <laughs> they don't say it. Yeah, we're going to go and feed our cats now. We are. <laughs> okay, so we better go quick. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed listening to the Good Fail podcast, then you can find us on these other platforms. Abra is on Instagram at Pretty Messy Official. And you can find Merle on Instagram, Facebook and Pinterest at Merle Made Tales and online at www.merlemadetales.com. Together we can be found on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at The Good Fail. And we're also on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash The Good Fail. If The Good Fail speaks to your soul and you feel like you just get it, then why not consider joining our community over on Patreon, where you can get to know us more as creators and help us make more of these podcasts. Plus, find great extra content and possibly even get to listen to each new episode of The Good Fail, a whole 48 hours before anyone else. Join us again on The Good Fail and thanks for listening.